0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserve Radio. I am your host, Ren. With me, as always, Angelo and Austin. Guys, it is basketball Christmas Eve, essentially. We're not there yet, but it's almost there. It's almost there. It... Yeah. So, as always, full disclosure, we are recording on Thursday night, so this will be our last episode before the trade deadline. Yep. A lot can happen between now and Sunday, so... If we have a take that ends up coming back as awful, that's probably Angelo's fault, honestly. Because I don't have bad takes. Interesting. It it is interesting. So, that's the whole theme of tonight's episode. We're just going to talk about the trade deadline, um, players available, who we think will be moved, maybe create our own trade packages, who knows, But before we get into that question of the week, what is your biggest first world problem? God, I was literally just thinking about this, too.
1: And I came up
0: with a really good one, and now I can't think of it. So mine is my phone. I think it got, like, some pocket let down in the charging port, and it's not really charging very well. Kind of annoying more of an inconvenience. It makes me irrationally angry, though. But there are people with much bigger issues.
1: Yeah, I tend not to think about that. I had a bit of a cat difficulty.
0: Do you mind repeating the question? Uh, What is your biggest first world problem currently? Internet.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that... (laughs) Yeah, you...
0: Into <laughs> in the house. So, do you have a first-world problem, Angelo?
1: Um,
3: I'm pretty good.
1: One? I can't think of my great one, but I do know a coworker brought to my attention that uh, she really likes the Reese's Big Cups, and our store does not sell them
0: except in the six-pack. Hmm. Sounds uh, like a solution, not a problem to me. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's a solution. <laughs> um, so NBA news. Uh, I think, maybe I'm biased, but the biggest news of the week was Miles Turner's extension. That was a shock to me. It It was, but it wasn't at the same time. Because the more I've thought about it, is mm-hmm. everyone says Turner's been on the trade block his entire career? Very much. The organization has never seemed to want to move him, and he's never really seemed to want to be moved. I don't know. So, like, it was shocking in the moment because I fully expected them to be trading him. But it's a really good deal for both him and the team because one, he's getting paid more because the Pacers can offer him more, and two, the Pacers kind of get him on a friendly deal um so What's i'm excited about exact exactly.
1: dollar amount what is the exact dollar amount
0: right now? um i will have to pull it up while i'm doing that uh, it looks like actually as we're talking they just announced the all-star reserves so um can one of you pull that up while i pull up the miles turner contract all-star reserves yeah yeah they they just announced them so he got a here shams. There we go. All right. When you so about twenty million a year, it's a little more than twenty million next year, and a little under twenty million the year after. So that's not bad. That's at all. He's a fringe all defensive team player. Um, this season he's shooting very well, and he's. Averaging like 17, 18 points. I'll, I'll take that for 20 mil.
1: All right. You ready for the reserves? Yes. Via Shams. The Western All Star reserves are Ja Morant. Right. SGA. Of course. Dame Lillard. Of course. Jaron Jackson Jr.
3: Of course. DeMontis Sabonis. Of
0: course. <laughs> Lori <laughs> Markinen. Uh, that's. I'm shocked he wasn't a starter just because
1: of fan voting. And the last one is Paul George. Interesting. Ew. The Ew. East. Go ahead. Ew. You to Ew. Paul George. You to Paul George. You uh, to Paul George.
0: So just at a glance. Without, like, no preparation. Yep. Do you think, like, off the top of your head, snubs, go. Ooh. For the West? For the West. I've always think finding this.
1: I mean, you could argue that. Um, God, why can't I think of his name right now? Anthony Simons deserved it for the role he played. But you can't have Anthony Simons and Damian Laird. So I really wouldn't call that. A snub.
0: Now, Lord, me, go ahead. My my question, because in, unless I misheard it, did they not include Booker because he was injured? Because Attention. I know he's coming back this week. But that just seems that seems a little bit like I would take Booker over PG because the starters were Curry, Luca. Braun, Jokic, and Zion, I believe. Uh, well, yeah, Curry and Luka should have been Givens.
1: So yeah, well, twenty-nine games this year is what Booker has played.
0: Yeah, out of like a potential like forty-three so far. Yeah, I I don't mean, know.
1: Booker, Paul George. Let me see what Paul George's number looks like because on paper that. That does sound like a snub to me. That's a good one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that
0: yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a snub. Oh. Paul George has played more games, obviously, but yeah. I wonder if they just didn't know if Booker would be back to full health, but yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, what about the East? What's that look like?
1: The Eastern reserves are Joel Embiid, right? Jalen Brown, right? Bam Adebayo, Mm. yeah. Julius (laughs) Randle, Demar Derozan. I I buy it. I buy that one. Drew Holiday. What? Drew Holiday. And the last one, your boy got in. Tyrese Halliburton.
0: I mean, I'm obviously I'm cool with that. Um so that e- the East was Durant, Kyrie, Giannis, Donovan, and Tatum. So immediately Garland. Garland jumps out. Um Lamella was injured. So does that mean
1: LaMelo was injured? Yeah, it was yeah.
0: good. Jimmy Wait, Butler ain't an also, That means Trey didn't make it either. Trey didn't make it. Jimmy didn't make it. Whoa,
3: yo!
1: <laughs> and Julius Randall made it. Julius um, Randall made it. Yeah. Ju- granted, Julius Randall has been the best thing. Him or God, Why am I? Why is my brain not working today? The guard that they just signed. From the Mavs. Brunson? Brunson. Yes, it's been... Randall or Brunson has been the best thing about the Knicks. So I... I could see it. And it is New York, so it is
0: a bigger market. I just... I definitely see it as more of a... They wanted New York to have a player. Because yes, Randall is having a pretty good statistical season, but he's also got absurd usage probably because they don't really have anyone to go get a bucket there um yeah I am a I am the biggest Jimmy Butler hater there is Jimmy Butler over Damar and
1: Drew is kind of
0: Demar, Damar I'm fine with Damar It's Drew. It's Drew and Randall. Like, I just. I feel like Butler's having a better year. And Trey. Like, I know that that those don't fit because that's forward versus guard. Yeah. So that's why Trey and Garland are. I don't think they had a. Well, (laughs) Drew. Drew Drew's a guard. Never mind. Trey and Garland are both. in my personal opinion more deserving than Drew Holiday Drew Holiday this year and I I love Drew yeah. Holiday but yeah I can't argue with that one oh, so a... so I don't know there's a lot of time between now and the All-Star game still so I'm sure someone will miss it and we'll have the uh the dream teams um so yeah trade deadline I, when I was younger, I used to like request deadline day off for the NBA and the NHL. Mm. I, I don't do that anymore. I just, but at the same time, when I was younger, you had like, more free time. Well, the, the prevalence of like smartphones and social media, like now I can be at work walking and oh, there's a woge bomb. Like I immediately have that. Um,
1: That's very true.
0: Instant gratification of, either being horribly wrong or remarkably correct about my deadline prediction. So well, this
2: might be biased.
0: This
1: might be biased, but I think my favorite deadline has always been the MLB deadline. I think I think the most interesting moves happen on the MLB deadline as opposed to the other deadlines. Now, over the last few years that's sort of Come closer, and you're starting to see more bigger stars moving on the deadline in the NFL and in the NBA. But I still think baseball, you know, there's still a deadline where you could have a really like star caliber player like Mike Trout. Granted, he's not, he hasn't been traded or he's not on the block, but you could move someone like him and a person could be a contender. I just feel in the NBA, it's not. Like that.
0: I also feel like. usually because the MLB has so many more. Assets to trade.
1: Yeah. That's true.
0: Like that's with true. the miners and stuff too. They have many different places to pull from. That's true. I like the chaos that is the NHL trade deadline. But. Like for example. The trade deadline. Either just happened or it's coming up. I don't actually know the NHL deadline. Off the top of my head. Um. But Bo Horvat, who was voted into the All-Star game, got traded conferences. So now they're scrambling to try to figure out whether he's playing or they're going to replace him because he didn't, I think, have enough votes in the other con conference to, like, replace anyone. It sounds like a headache. Yeah, so... March 3rd. March 3rd. Oh, God, that's so far away. Why is it so late it this year? like an absolute headache. Yeah, so that was a long way of saying, like, for me personally, I like the opening of free agency, and I love the trade deadline. These are, like, two additional holidays for me. Um, And I don't know so much about this year. It feels like the market is dead. And I don't know... Like there's two opposite camps, right? So you have uh who was it? Uh Rui getting traded to Lakers. Yeah. Did we, was that last week? Have we talked about that trade? Or was that yes? We talked we about the trade yeah, we we on the last episode. It. Okay, yeah. so you have yes, we did. So you have Rui getting traded for scraps, and then yep. on the flip side you have OG on or the Raptors turning down three firsts for OG Ananobi. So the market seems a little wonky this year. Um, That said, I do think we're going to see some big moves. Not necessarily... I mean, we could see a Super... Not a Superstar, we could see a Star traded. I feel like if we were going to see someone more of the Superstar level or even a higher tier Star traded, we would have seen more rumblings in the lead-up. And yeah, as far as I know, there haven't been. So we're going to be looking more at role players, quality role players, and then maybe like a fringe star. Um,
2: yeah.
0: Like an OG Ananobi, who I think defensively is a star player. I so. still,
1: I don't know. The Raptors are an interesting situation because if you were the Raptors, okay, OG mm-hmm. Ananobi, you're. Discussing trades for if you trade OG, do you not then come to the next logical conclusion that okay, maybe if we're trading OG, we should also trade other pieces and potentially blow it up and then start from scratch? You know, if you trade OG, then why are you keeping Fred? Why are you keeping Pascal? Why? So,
0: I don't know, yeah, and that's why. So, I don't think they necessarily turned it down because they want more, I think they turned it down because they want. Assets that are going to be more immediately beneficial to Toronto. Um, is it because they're not
1: committing to it, or is it because you think they just want to trade OG and then see where they are, and then if they need yeah. to blow it up, it'll be down the line? They I think
0: haven't... they. I think they want a roster shakeup to see if this core is it. And okay. that's that's Sorry. weird to say because I think like
1: as the core has been together for so
0: long. Yeah, but. There's not a lot of, I don't want to say star power, but also Siakam. Siakam wasn't on uh, the East list. Yeah, that is true. Siakam was not on the East list.
1: But then you could argue Julius Randle.
3: You could argue Siakam over Randle. Um, But
0: getting into it, so... I don't know how we really want to go about this. Awesome. So, going through players, we'll just kind of discuss like the players that have been on the market, or rumored to be on the market, whether we think they'll actually get traded, where we would like to see them get traded, um, and just have some fun conversations. So, the first player that comes to mind when we're talking NBA trade deadline and likelihood of being moved, it's got to be John Collins. It yeah. seems like he's been on the chopping block for at least a season and a half now. Yep. Everything's not okay in Atlanta. As Austin said in our chat earlier, okay. they're mid- Right now. In every way, yes. Do you think moving John Collins is the right move? Because he is having a down year, but you know my opinion on Atlanta star players and scoring this season. So, he, I, think,
1: I think the way I'm going to take this is more in the grand scheme of things for the organization and what they mean. Because So, in the grand scheme of things... You trade John Collins. Okay, what is your path forward with Trey Young? Because I have maintained that someone needs to be alongside Trey Young that at least is arguably better than him. I think that Murray is really, really good, and it's not working. So you need to figure out how to fix it. Because I am positive they did not make the... Murray trade thinking that they would be fighting for a play in tournament spot. So I guess my question is, what are you hoping to accomplish with trading Collins? Are you hoping to acquire picks to then get more players? Are you trying to get those players flat out for Collins? And what teams would then facilitate that? What are you trying to accomplish? You think the issue is the coach, Nate McMillan. Mm -hmm. That doesn't trading John Collins doesn't get you closer to that resolution for you. Correct? Correct. So then are you just banging your head against the wall? What to you what would be a good return for Collins and what would you possibly hope to accomplish? Because if you are committed to Nate McMillan working, ideally you would probably want to get more defensive pieces like a big that's more traditional defensively maybe a wing and see what you got with that with McMillan. But there's also another side of that is maybe you want draft picks to see if this core isn't what you want it to be. So I'm going to let you take it from there. Right. So I, I'm not sure what they would, what, what the goal is with Atlanta. That's what, that's my point.
0: So first let me preface this by saying I don't, By my saying, I don't think Collins' down year is necessarily entirely on him. I'm not saying that the team is looking to move him because of his down year. Right. Um, I think the team is, for whatever reason, committed to Nate McMillan. And as you said, the idea would be to build a team that is going to actually fit Nate McMillan. Yep. Um, Collins doesn't fit that at all. Nope. So. I think he fits straight young well, though. He does fit Trey Young well, and that will lead to a question I've got actually in a second. So first, I think we need to talk about what teams have been linked to John Collins, which it's actually a huge list, which makes sense because he's a big that can stretch the floor. So the teams I've got in front of me are Houston, New Orleans, Washington, Phoenix, Brooklyn, Utah, Cleveland, Miami, Clippers, Pacers, Dallas, Jesus, it's a huge list. Um. Now, in terms of assets coming back, they're gonna want someone that can play now. You don't necessarily have to have a veteran player coming back in this trade because Trey and Dejounte are both still young. Um, but at the same time,
1: so of that list and I know you went through it pretty quickly. The two teams that popped out first were the Pelicans if you're going to get draft capital because they have a lot of picks. Right. And the Mavericks if you want to get Nate McMillan players because while they aren't they're not going to have like a star player, they are going to have role pieces that can play defense that would also potentially space the floor. Yeah. So, in fact, maybe even, um, I cannot think of players' names. Who is the player the Dallas Mavericks were linked to trading?
0: DFS. Dorian Finney, Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian,
1: I think Dorian Finney-Smith would probably be that player involved in a that John Collins say,
0: Yeah. So, going completely off a tangent here, because this is, what? he hasn't been rumored at all.
3: If you are
0: what, who, who, who hasn't been rumored at all? I'm I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Okay. So, imagine, if you will, that you, instead of being Angelo, yep, are
3: um, Landry Fields. Okay. Okay. You have
0: Trey Young. Uh huh. Are you looking to trade Trey Young and building around Dejounte Murray as your centerpiece going forward? Am I willing to trade Trey Young and? Are, are you actively looking, even if you're not? Because we know, like, there's no no such thing as a leak in the NBA. They're putting things out there. Yeah, hundred percent. So behind the scenes, are you shopping Trey Young? Given the drama this year with the coaching staff, the flying in separate planes, the and and I'm letting you keep your own personal opinions on Trey so you can keep those and all that. Are you trading? Are you looking to trade Trey Young? And if so, what kind of return are you expecting given that you don't think he's all that? Even if I
1: don't think he's all that. I still am going to ask for the sun and the moons, but regardless of that, Rudy Gobert got five first round picks. Is Trey Young better than Rudy Gobert? Absolutely. So there you go. More than, and that's why the Gobert trade is kind of skewed your The trade market, yeah. If if Rudy Gobert is worth five first round picks, Trey Young is worth at least six seven, eight, whatever number you want to put out there, you're not getting the return. Right. So what? So here's the thing. I don't think Trey young is really a Nate McMillan type player. He's absolutely not. And I, so if you, if you're committed to Nate McMillan and you think Nate McMillan's the guy who's going to get you to the championship, yes, you have to trade Trey young. Because DeJounte Murray is more that Nate McMillan player than Trey Young is. Now, I don't personally think that's going to lead them to success, but if that's the route you want to go, that's kind of what you got to do.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: side note, the only player that's, at least as far as I've seen, that's been actively linked to the Hawks, Um, because I'm kind of just going through each team and the players on that team. So the only player that's been linked to the Hawks directly is Kyle Kuzma. Do you think that would help or hurt? Because realistically, he's just another John Collins. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like,
1: that's not defensive enough for Nate
0: McMillan. Yeah, it it (laughs) is. He's a, he's a different flavor of John Collins. Yeah, pretty much. So, I don't know. Um, moving down the list. So, Brooklyn, that's Joe. So, they actually...
3: Probably looking to add things.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I just don't know what they possibly could. So... The top players that have been linked to the Hawks are John Collins, Jakob Pertle, and DeAndre Ayton. You mean the Nets? Yes. Sorry. Okay.
1: John I'd... Collins, Jakob Pertle, and you said DeAndre Ayton?
0: Yeah. What are they trading to get that? Look, I don't know. It could be a three team trade. I'm just saying what is in front of me. <sighs> Aiton's value is probably at the lowest you're going to get.
1: Yeah. Heck, you might even be able to get Rudy Gobert value for him. So they've got
0: two first-round picks this year. Yeah. They've got Cam Thomas, Daron Sharp, and Kessler Edwards. That's That's the war chest of Brooklyn, unless you're moving Kyrie or... Ben Simmons, who also right now has no value. So they probably have the assets to acquire Yaka Purtle.
3: If they really want to.
1: Who? <laughs> that's what would you say? Based on what's in front of me, that that's... They don't have the assets to acquire Aiden.
0: I don't think they could afford Aiden. Like, Physically. Um, other players that could think... be traded are Joe Harris, Seth Curry, and Patty Mills. So add them to the. <laughs> okay, that's, I guess that's something because three-point shooting
1: is more valued in today's NBA, but that's not gonna get you
0: to in. What about Collins? They've got two firsts. Cam Thomas, Daron Sharp, Kessler, Edwards. Was John
1: Collins the player that I sent you the report in the chat that is so astronomical that GMs just consider him untouchable?
0: No, no, no. That was, um, uh, it was some, I'm trying to remember who it was, but it was some random, like, nonsense player, um, it wasn't oh, John no, Collins. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a nonsense player. Well, it depends on who you are. It was Chris Paul. Oh. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Caruso. It was Caruso. It wasn't. Oh, yeah, was, yes. It was Caruso. Yeah, it was Caruso. It was Caruso. Uh, so,
1: I mean, they might be able to get to John Collins if the Hawks really want to move him. And m- maybe after a year and a half, they really want to move him. But. I'm not sure I like that fit as far as I'm not sure what John Collins adds to them that they don't already have. He's more right. of an offensive player and
0: yeah, they, if I if I'm if I'm sitting in the GM chair of Brooklyn, I want a defensive big. Yeah. Um, yep. So it makes the most sense that fun. they can yeah. afford yeah, I was going to say DeAndre, it makes a lot of sense. But... Oh, no, no, 100%, but they can't afford that. Um, Charlotte Hornets have...
1: I think they're kind of playing blowing it up themselves again. Oh, no,
0: they absolutely are, and that's. I'm looking at their asset list right now. <laughs> so you've got Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington, Kelly Oubre Jr., Mason Flumley, and Jalen McDaniels. Actually a pretty decent list of stuff you can get rid of. Right. I, I PJ Washington is one of those guys that I think is almost undervalued. Um, oh, for sure. For sure. Jalen McDaniels, of course. Gordon Hayward is interesting. Yes. And Terry Rozier, because both of them they're a little older. Um with Gordon with Hayward the injury prone.
1: Let's say aren't they also entering like some of the final years of their deals too. Yeah,
0: but if you are a contending, if you're a buyer, yep. Rozier and Hayward are really interesting, and to a lesser extent, Kelly Oubre. Oh, for um, sure. I'm trying to think who would benefit the most from a Rozier or Hayward trade.
1: Hayward is someone is someone who would need wing depth and more offensively honestly Cavs wouldn't be a bad landing spot granted I don't I'm not sure certainly sure offense is the thing they need but they do need wing depth Rogier that's kind of tough Dallas might be interesting that, that because, was my first
0: thought was the Mavs
1: yeah because they still they still kind of need to fill that hole that Brunson left them. Like I I didn't think Jalen Brunson's departure would have been that huge. It is huge. It's It's a huge gap they're missing when Luka isn't on the court.
0: Yeah. Honestly, any of those first three, so Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, I would like to see them on Dallas. Um, I think Dallas has probably
1: the opposite problem of uh, Atlanta, where Atlanta is probably going to be trying to add defensive piece. I think Dallas wants some some form of offense when Luka isn't yeah. out there. And playmaking, of course.
3: Hayward to New
0: Orleans would be interesting,
1: too. Yeah. I mean, New Orleans uh, is in this interesting spot where they have a lot of assets but I'm not sure what move they would make to help their run because I think their run is more reliant on Zion staying healthy than it is anything else. So unless they wanted to move all those assets and make a splash player to kind of hedge their bets in the case that Zion went out and then they'd have a. Yeah. Maybe not one-for-one one replacement, but serviceable replacement. I could see that. But um, I don't know if i do that. I, If you're in New Orleans and you have the Lakers pick, hold on, make sure this is still an accurate statement. You are still in the Victor Sweepstakes. So, <laughs> you are still in the Victor Sweepstakes.
0: Uh, so, I mean... So, go ahead. Well, I was moving on to the next... Okay. So, we talked about Caruso having ridiculously high value. Um, Yes. Chicago Bulls. Yep. They kind of went all in on Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic. They kind of need to blow it up. Do they, though? They kind of need to blow it up. So, they've got some decent assets. They've got Patrick Williams. They've got Kobe White yep they have their first rounder. They do I don't think they're that far off. I think they're pretty far off. I don't think they're that far off. I think they are one talented, not necessarily star but talented point guard away. I said, talented.
3: Did I just break you? No, I'm good.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I I like the bulls as constructed. I. I,
3: I wouldn't. Mean, I wouldn't blow up that core yet. What more evidence do you need? Like I said, I, I just feel like they're not that far away.
2: Okay.
0: All right. I can't think of any trade packages for him. So, okay. So, blowing it up, I feel like that's Demar and Vucevic, right? Like, you're, you hold on to Levine just because he is a good stopgap and would be a great secondary star, right? So you hold on to Levine because he's still young enough. Sure. Where, what do you value DeRozan and Vucevic at at this point in their career with their contracts?
1: Oh, oh, oh man. That's, that's a hard bar to gauge. But if the rumors are true that, uh, Alex Caruso is worth uh what was it? Well, I no, I, I speculate it was three first round picks. Then the answer is a price that you're not going to get.
0: Yeah. So, and if they really are valuing Caruso that high, <laughs> Mhm. They're going to value DeMar way higher. And I, I just don't think there's a world where any team bites, and I don't think a trade happens with any of those three. All right. I think Kobe White, Patrick Williams, their first, maybe Andre Drummond. I, I don't see Chicago making any big moves, even though I feel like they're close. I think they think they're closer than even I think they are.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be stuck in purgatory.
3: Yeah, probably. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Interesting. So, Terrence Levert, Isaac Okoro,
0: Teddy Osman. Yeah, I told you they need winged up. Well, th- those are the three that I think... Well, those are the three that are... Um, Their names are on the list of linked to other teams. Of those three, Isaac Okoro is the most interesting to me. Um, I like Karis LeVert a lot. Good defense. But I, I oh, value defense. Does. Oh, does. Yeah.
1: LeVert probably would have the most value to another team because he's a great six-man. He can initiate. Do... Oh, what do you... But here's the thing. You're the Cavs. You're currently sitting at the five seed. You're 31 and 22. What are you moving that to get?
0: Wing depth. You're trading wing depth to get wing depth? You trade wing depths to get an upgrade at wing depth. Okay. So, Bogdanovich
3: or Hardaway Jr., like
0: Malik Beasley. <laughs> All three of those guys, are, I think Lavert is better than probably Beasley.
1: Yeah.
0: But Bogdanovich, Hardaway, significantly an improvement over Okoro or Osman. But the Cavs just really don't have tradable assets right
3: now. Yeah. Oh, that's.
1: that's...
0: Yeah. You, you can't trade Jared Allen nope. you're never gonna get fair value for um garland or mo- Mobley, yeah, all garland or, uh Donovan and you would never want to trade those three anyway because or any of those four really
3: yep so that's
1: the thing that's kind of <laughs> where they're stuck at what are you doing? have stand pat at the deadline.
0: Um no no I think the Cavs
1: are standing pat. I think the Lakers are
0: done too. I think the Lakers don't have a choice but to be done. So, yeah. Dallas Mavericks.
1: They have to do something.
0: They have to do something.
3: Do you want to hear the list of players that they have been
1: linked to? Is it going to put me on our watch people
0: die inside? So it is Bojan Bogdanovic. John Collins, Fred VanVleet, and Nerlens Noel. I think that's a pipe dream, all of them except the last one. So I I read somewhere, and I, I can't find it right now, and now I'm not sure if I just imagined it, that Detroit said Bogdanovich was untouchable this season.
1: Really? I thought they said that he could be had for like a first.
0: Maybe a first plus. I, I could be imagining it, but Collins, I just, unless Atlanta is selling low, I'm not sure the Mavericks have the assets to get John Collins. Van and, is interesting.
1: Again, it went back to our original discussion of, you know, if you're going to trade OG, are you going to, they would have to commit to blowing it yeah, up.
0: You're committing to blowing it up if you trade I think if you trade one of them, you're almost committing to blowing it up. You're just pretending you're not at first.
1: Yeah. So then the question becomes: See, here's here the Dallas Mavericks are probably the most interesting team on the trade deadline because they are the essential social experiment where the market has been fudged up, and the values are very high. But they have to make a move. So do they make a move and buy when the values are this high? Or do they stand pad and watch their, you know, fan base and superstar die a little bit on the inside every night?
0: So if I am the Mavericks, I'm going to make a small move. I'm not going to swing for the fences right now. I'm going to do something to kind of show that we are trying um and then once we get into the off season and more teams are committed to either refreshing, restarting um maybe you pick someone up off free agency that's when you go for that knock it out of the park i think that the market this year is light and you don't have the assets right now. I mean, this isn't 2K where they can just keep signing people in free agency and trading them for first to build their war chest. All right. Um, And I just, I don't think they have the assets to make a meaningful trade.
1: Right, so I guess then the question is then where are you? Do you think that the future of Luka is Luka is kind of just duck until he's not.
3: I think that
0: the Mavs will be more aggressive this offseason than we've probably seen any team be in recent years. And as far as trades, as far as contracts, for agents? Both, both. both. Well, everything. Okay. I think they have a much bigger shot of swinging for the fences during the offseason because a lot of these teams will be in. There'll be more understanding of where they're at in terms of whether they're buying or selling players, and I think the value will kind of normalize. Because again, like we've said a million times, the market's a little weird right now. a little, a little weird. Um. So yeah, I I I would love for them to trade. Like Dorian Finney Smith and get a running mate for Luca. I just don't know if Dorian Finney Smith gets the job done. So I don't know. I don't think you get with the assets the Mavericks have, I don't think you get a player better than Dorian Finney Smith, is what I'm trying to say, I guess.
1: No, a hundred percent. And the the thought that I've, you know, kind of pondered with is okay, you're not going to get a star. So then what would be that small move? I think the, the best small move would be to get like a playmaker slash shot creator to kind of see if you can fill that Jalen Brunson role so that Luca doesn't have to do or Luca doesn't have to watch his team disintegrate leads while he's sitting on the bench.
3: I think that... Go
0: ahead. Oh, I'm just trying to think of a player that would fit that mold. Um, Chris Levert. um, We've talked
1: about Terry Rozier. There is a...
0: I don't know if it would necessarily be a great idea, but it would be kind of fun. So we're in agreement because we've talked about it before a lot, that after this season or during this season, the core that is the Golden State Warriors' big three is done, right? So what about Clay to the Mavs? Not necessarily a playmaker, but he's still, and he's lost a step, but he's still a great wing defender. I love it. I don't know if I love it, just because of
1: why would you want to get a player who's gonna be giving you diminishing returns?
0: Mostly just to show that you're making an effort. What would the price be for Clay?
1: Are you talking about signing Clay or trading for
0: Clay? Uh, either because he is a free agent at the end of the season. So this season it's obviously a rental. So. Yeah. I don't know what the Warriors would want in return. I haven't really They need a big, so maybe part of a three team. You include Charlotte somehow, send Mason Plumley to the Warriors. I don't know.
1: And then see where you are. Yeah. And then man. and they could if they want Christian Wood.
0: Uh I don't know. I think Wood has more value to the Mavs than he does to any other team right now. Um, but I don't know. That's the Mavs are difficult because we want something to happen, but it's impossible to see anything. Playing chicken, basically. Yeah. Um, okay. Is this the season? Is this finally the season where Eric Gordon gets out of Houston? <laughs> I think he'll retire. But, um, I think he's gonna retire in Houston. Yeah, at this point. So what? we know that James Harden wants to go back to Houston, or at least that's the rumor. I don't think a trade happens this season because he is a free agent. Yeah. Um, next year. But I don't know what Eric Gordon's contract looks like, or whether that would hinder that. Um. But Eric Gordon is the perfect player to go to a contending team
3: He
1: hold on He just Eric Gordon is making 20 million dollars next year, and then he will be a free agent in
0: 2024. So twenty he's on the books twenty twenty-three, twenty twenty-four, and then he's off the books twenty twenty-four, twenty twenty-five. Yep. Okay. So yeah. If that's hindering the James Harden deal, they need to move him. Um and he fits as a veteran off the bench three point threat for a contending team. Man. Outside of that, the players linked to Houston. There's only one I can find, which is John Collins. John Collins is just linked to everybody, so I just don't get that. when I, said, I I just don't get that. Why does Houston want John Collins? Why wouldn't they?
1: Is does he even fit their time frame? That's my I thing. I don't. I don't mind the player. I'm just trying to figure out,
0: like, what are you trying to accomplish with this? More offense? I mean, that's. So he's only 25. It's not like he's... He's going to be playing along 19-year-olds. I still think he would fit the timeline. Because... Oh, okay. But the question is, what do you trade for him? You are not be trading okay? a... You're not trading a pick in this year's draft. Nope. If if you are in the lottery, unless you are getting... Qual- like Quality player, you're not trading your first. If you're in the sweepstakes. And that's not... Because we talked about it before. I think we overvalue first-round picks, but I think this year is the year if you are in the lottery, even if you're like projected to get the 13th pick, you hold on to it just for the shot. Yeah. Because we're talking generational caliber player here. Sure. Um, So I don't know. It's weird to say, but I don't know if they have the assets to get Collins.
1: Yeah. I I don't disagree but
0: um next my team the Pacers what are We're the Pacers
1: going to do? Go ahead. What what's your hot take?
0: Oh, hot take. Victor's not going to be anything. Ooh. That's now Here's take. Here's
1: the question. I want a little bit more divulge into this. Will he not be what everyone thinks because he's gonna get injured consistently, or is he not what everyone thinks because his skill won't translate and evolve properly for the NBA?
0: I think a little of both. Really? really? Mm-hmm. I just he's such a matchup nightmare because he's like twenty yeah. feet tall. Yes. Moves like a guard, shoots like a guard. Oh can block you just by holding his hand up. He can do like can you imagine him doing your new favorite thing, the cornet contest? Like
1: <laughs> We did not talk about the Cornet Contest. That's right. We should have talked happy. about the Cornet Contest. We'll save fact, it for the very end of the fact, episode. No, fine. No, no fine, we'll save fine, it for the fine, very end of the episode. Fine, fine.
0: fine, fine. Spoiler save. alert. Angelo is obsessed with this. Um so, I don't think. I think if he is not living up to the hype, it's going to be due to injuries. We've seen him play against I think NBA generationals talent. Generational's too strong of a tag to put on him. Generational
1: is too strong of a tag to put on
0: him. Um, I, I don't know. I'm fine with it. Like, when LeBron was in high school on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It, it's got that same vibe to it. Um, the difference is, we've seen Victor play against NBA caliber talent, and he's fine. So he's good. I'm not worried about that. I I am worried about injuries because again, he's twenty freaking feet tall. Um. Yep. So Pacers. So yep. Miles Turner is, according to Carlisle. Off the block, they're not even fielding calls for him, which is how it should be. The only pieces that I've seen are Buddy Heald and Chris Duarte. Mm-hmm. Um, Pacers have been linked to John Collins, OG Ananobi. Um, originally, that we were linked to Boyan Bogdanovich, but I think that is it's passed. Yeah, I think that's in the past. So I those are the only two. Now, of the two players available from the Pacers, there have been I've seen people suggest from both fan bases packages that are some combination of Pacers pieces for John Collins, including Chris Duarte. That is an interesting trade for me, and I'll tell you why. So Chris Duarte, or John Collins, is simultaneously, if he were to get traded to the Pacers, more of a veteran than Chris Duarte, because he's been in the league longer, and he's also younger than Chris Duarte. (laughs) Chris Duarte was 30 years
3: old when he was drafted.
0: And not factual, but close enough.
1: Um... Buddy I Heald... I was about
0: to say, he was not, not that old.
1: I know he's, what he was getting at. Wasn't he like oldest, a 24-year-old year rookie, if I'm
0: not yeah. mistaken? He is the yeah, oldest player right? ever drafted. Or the second oldest player ever drafted. Um, Buddy Heald... Look, as a Pacer fan, I don't want to trade Buddy Heald. Mm-hmm. He does everything you want him to do on the court. But again, he's one of those players ideal for a team that's contending yep
2: yeah um
1: that's okay let's take it back to the team what are the pacers trying to accomplish are they trying to you know kick the can down the road and hope they have enough developed assets to make a run
0: what i don't even know
1: (laughs) i don't think they know uh, it's yeah, a I good, don't think they know it's
0: that, that's a good, uh, good sign. <laughs> so, going into this season, it was really obvious that they were trying, trying to, to compete to for yeah, right. Picture. If you look at most early season projections or preseason projections, they were consistently last in the league. Yep, I think Halliburton's emergence as a now we can officially say all-star caliber player. Yep. We we saw that coming, right? Like, we can all agree we knew he was or had that potential. I just think we all thought it would be a year later. That's true. And you can see, like, if you look at the record, since he's been injured, they went on, like, a seven or eight game losing streak.
1: Yeah, the, the Pelicans are...
0: So, I think that the value of that one player can't be understated, and his basically backpacking this team because, yes, Miles Turner emerged as the player he was supposed to be eight years ago. Um, yeah, wasn't he top fifteen in PER at one point? Yeah. Um, Benedict Matherin coming out playing. Dare say it again. Wait, what? Don't you dare say the thing again.
3: New best player in the world. Stop um, it.
0: His emergence really stopped the bleeding, and i I don't think the team has an identity right now, because the identity was supposed to be rebuilding and it's had this interesting juxtaposition this year where simultaneously at one point was the four seed and now is one loss away from a bottom six seed yep. in the entire league. So I'm not sure whether they're buying, selling, or standing, Pat. If I were the team, I would be selling at least Buddy Healed As a fan, I don't want to see that because his value is more than I think you would be getting back unless you're getting a quality first round pick, which I don't think you are, or if you're including him in a player that's gonna fit the system a little more. So like you know, in OG Ananobi, but the question is do the Raptors even have any interest in Buddy Healed for OG Ananobi? Obviously there would be more included from the pacer side. But is Buddy Healed the player they want to get back? And I don't think he is, so where do you go from here?
1: So I'm going to
0: branch this off to an interesting discussion because it was brought up
1: um, to me. I forgot where, but for MVP awards, do you believe that it should be the best player on the best team? Or do you think you should look at the MVP more of what would this team look like and be without that player?
0: I think it should be the latter. I don't think... I don't want to say team record should be irrelevant because I think it should play a part.
3: But... Like a Tyrese
0: Halliburton, even if the Pacers finish in the play-in, right? Yep. I think you could say that he had more impact to his team than any other player, at least thus far in... I'm just saying that off the top of my head, obviously, I haven't like researched that, but I't
1: know you're saying that you know if MVP was looked at based on what the team looks like without you, he would be in the discussion.
0: right, so like Freaky. Jason Tatum, yep, if the Celtics have the best record and Jason Tatum is the best player, is Jason Tatum the best player <laughs> or the MVP? I don't know because they also have a Jalen Brown, they also have a Marcus Smart. They have a really good team, so how much value do they need out of um Jason Tatum, obviously, like Luca Lebron this season, like those would be players that I would have in that race, no matter what their team's record is so yeah, no, no that's an interesting question for sure uh, oh, yeah. i I've never thought record should play it should play a part. But it shouldn't be the deciding factor, like at all. I don't think because I
1: think the way that the MVP is decided because isn't it a vote on um, members of the media? If I'm not mistaken,
0: I think it's media and peers.
1: Okay, so I don't think that that mindset is ever going to change because I think. That when you are observing something and when you are performing in it, you tend to think of the teams that are succeeding in it in a higher light. And thereby Mm -hmm. the players in that team in a higher light than maybe you should.
0: Awards just kind of need to be retooled anyway. Every, like, Ja came along and ruined most improved player.
1: Pretty
3: much.
0: So... Um, moving along because I, I don't think there's really much to talk about just because I think before the Pacers really like before we have an idea of what the Pacers are gonna do, I think the Pacers need to establish an identity of whether or not they're trying to finish this retooling or going all in and Do you think there is some panic within
1: the Pacers front office of Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, we are progressing too fast. We are going to wreck this ship if we don't start spending.
0: Oh, absolutely not. Season. Absolutely nope? not. Um so at least not yet. So Herb Simon is the owner right now. Um, notorious for being a penny pincher. If as long as fans are going to watch the games and are paying to watch the games. He's content being in mediocrity. That's part of the reason we were one of those teams that were running on the treadmill for so long. Um, he's starting to step away from the team and his son is going to start taking over and he's more wanting to compete. So I think that identity is going to change. But as of now if you ask any Pacers fan and really any NBA fan that's watching consistent games throughout the league, like you're turn tuning in to watch this team. Like it is a fun team to watch um, regardless of success or not. So while Herb Simon is still at the helm, they're content to be a fun team. Um, now Rick Carlisle and Kevin Pritchard, who run the actual like personnel of the team, they're more wanting to compete, so I don't
1: think they're panicking, but I could see spending in the offseason yeah. that may or may not be warranted
0: based on where you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Clippers, shockingly, they're also linked Regardless. to John Collins, Yaka Pertl. Yeah. But surprisingly Nas Reed. That's a That's an interesting one. And then also Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley. I think like Conley's think, really interesting.
1: He is I think that they want a point guard. Yeah. Because obviously you have PG and you have Kawhi, so and Granted, both and, of them and, aren't going to be there all the time, but you want a facilitator to either a take some of the load off them, and in the playoffs have something to come off the bench that can you know sustain your offense,
0: and especially given that they're trying to salvage this experiment, yes, that is the 100%. Kawhi George era. Yeah. Um, 100%. looking at that. I, I keep
3: going back to Conley. That is a really match made in heaven player. I think they're going to shoot for Fed. What, what do they have? Like what? They I have love... John Wall oh. and some picks. Go on. <laughs> You're. I got Angelo. That's yep. not getting you there. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> you asked what they had, though. <laughs> I mean, so in so like in our two K league, where like the Nuggets put in their offer for Luca five million dollar one year contract offer, that's that's essentially what the Clippers have to offer for Fred VanVleet. I think a more realistic option is Mike Conley, because Utah is still wanting to build the war chest. We know that, right? So yeah. I think a pick gets it done. Danny Ainge loves his war chest. He does, and I, I think a pick gets it done. And like I said, Conley honestly fits the team, fits Paul George and Kawhi better than Laurie or Van Vliet. Because I agree with you. I think the point guard is the position they're going to be looking to fill. Yep. And I don't think... they. Van Vliet is the best of the three right now. 100%. But they don't have the assets to get him. Between Conley and Lowry, Conley's defense, yes, again, like we were talking about with Clay, Conley's lost a step. He has lost a step, but he still is one of the better defensive guards in the league. Um, great playmaker, great ball handler. It gives them another person they can trust to have the ball at the end of the game. Bertel um, is also interesting. What I'm finding is a lot of teams are also linked to Jakob Bertel.
1: Yes, that is interesting. I think... I wonder what the Spurs want for...
0: that. I don't think it's much. To me. I don't think it's much.
1: <laughs> then why hasn't it even moved
0: yet? Um, probably that's just it. that's probably, my go to question. And we've still got at this point a week away from the deadline. Yeah. It's probably just waiting for teams that are buying to start bidding against each other. Because as we can see, he's like market. going down to my next list or the next team that's on my list, which you can guess just because it's alphabetical, um, Jakob Purtle's also there. So a lot of teams want Purtle. So you wait until the closest point to the deadline to hopefully get an overpay. But I'm also finding that out of all these teams, Jakob Purtle is a really good pick for those teams. Yeah. Am I... Have I been sleeping on Jakob Purtle this whole time? You have? Okay. Well, next up is the Lakers. Oh, no. So, you've already said you think they're done. They're done. Humor me as I go through the list of players they've been linked to. Shockingly, that- this is absolutely shocking. Lakers media has linked them to a lot of players. I'm surprised. Okay. Honestly, I'm I'm surprised I don't see like Luca on this list. But uh-huh. here we go: Tyler sure. Kuzma, Nikola oh, no. Vucevic, Demar Derozan. Then they woke Ojan, up. What? And then they woke up. Boyan Bogdanovich, Cam Evan Fournier, uh-huh. Gary Trent Jr., Jakob okay. Purtle, okay. Buddy Hield, uh-huh. Terry Rozier. Uh-huh. Josh Richardson. Maybe if they add all that, they'd have a decent team. The weird thing for me is having Demar Derozan on this list. I am a huge Demar fan. I've always been, always will be. But this team needs shooting.
3: Shooting. Demar de- Derozan.
0: defense. specifically Demar Derozan is not a shooter. Of these players. No, he's not. I like Bogdan uh, Boyan Bogdanovich yep. uh, and I like Evan Fournier and I like Gary Trent Jr. Yep. Um, Cam Reddish is an interesting one for me because I think that you could buy low on him. I like Terry Rozier um, and Josh Richardson actually as well. They don't really have a lot of futures.
1: No, they don't. And they don't want to move those futures. So what exactly are you going to uh,
0: entice these team with? The ghost of Russell so f- Westbrook? So what I've learned, okay, uh, um, because being a fan of the Indiana Pacers, um, uh-huh. you, you you remember that the Pacers and the Miles Turner buddy healed for Russell Westbrook in a first. That was the rumor that – so – Lakers fans, at least the vocal ones, and I know not all Lakers fans are this way, but the ones that are on Reddit think that every other team in the league is their farm team, Uh-huh. and they should just trade them whatever pieces they want for scraps. So sure, they do. I think Russell Westbrook in a first gets you Evan Fournier or Cam Reddish.
3: Maybe even both, actually. Maybe, yeah.
0: and that would be an ideal situation. I think I,
1: I still, I'm still not sold that they're moving that first, and I think that they are done. I think, I think, I think, I think at this point they are desperately trying to find a package that involves just Russell Westbrook and like, whatever, maybe another bench plate, but they're not getting it.
0: Do so. It's an interesting conversation to be had. What do you think happens after the season with Russell Westbrook? Do you think he holds, like, does he sign a minimum contract somewhere to chase a ring, or does no. he think that he's still worth 20 plus million? There you go. That's, a, I, I think, the same thing. Look at our two K League, it knows what it's doing.
1: <laughs> this guy.
0: Um, so Memphis Grizzlies linked to OG Ananobi. Uh, Malik that would Uzi, actually be really a, a really scary team. Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott. Look, if you walk away from this trade deadline with Doug McDermott and OG Ananobi, that's a really good That's a haul. That, yeah, that for that, the Grizzlies, that's a haul. Yeah, absolutely. That's a. I think OG would push them into favorites in the East, not East. (laughs) I mean, I think they're the
1: favorites over the Nuggets right now just because of their defense, and OG would not hurt that at all. He would make it a lot better.
3: (laughs) So, I I mean,
1: I have even more concerns
3: about the Nuggets and their defense. That so,
1: yeah, the Grizzlies should be buying, though. I think they are trying to set themselves up to be a team that competes year in and year out as their young players develop, and they have developed nicely.
0: So, there is one thing that's interesting about the Grizzlies in terms of their ability to be a buyer, they own all of their future picks. So they can, you know, go all in. Yeah, and that's what—that's what I would do. But look, I—I I would be on the phone with Toronto, asking what it takes. Look, you can't have Ja, you can't have Jaron Jackson, and you can't have Desmond Bain. What do nope. you want? And I make that trade happen. Just it whatever it takes because i think that immediately propels you into the favorites for the whole league honestly that there's not a team maybe i'm really high on the grizzlies right now so maybe i'm a little biased but oh you're about to tell you to say they're over the celtics aren't you it's close if they had og if they had og i think it's close
1: that's interesting.
3: That defense would be really scary. It would. Um, Keith, shockingly, linked to John Collins. Um,
0: before we get, because Minnesota's coming up, but yeah. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. He's a player that is likely. Getting moved this deadline, probably would be a good player for the Mavs. But anyway, go on. Uh, I don't know. That's I don't like him for the Mavs, but I love him for the Heat. He would be pretty good on the Heat. Uh, they're he also linked, to them. They're also linked to Serge Ibaka, Jared Vanderbilt, who. I'm surprised this is the first time I've seen his name pop up on the list that I've got in front of me because it seems like I've seen him in a lot of rumors lately and I don't actually think I've said his name once tonight yet.
3: I don't think you have either, Um, but I could be
0: wrong. Malik Beasley, Nerlens Noel, Josh Hart, and Kelly Olenek. Those are the names that have been linked to him. But nice common,
1: nice common trend with that list, which is all of them can either
3: shoot, playmaker, both.
0: So they yeah, are. I'm, I'm stuck on D'Lo. D'Lo is literally perfect for Miami.
1: Do you think he is all time low, and Miami could get him on lay cheap?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I
1: maybe then
3: Kyle Ari in a pick. <laughs> That's my offer. You think they take it? Honestly, yeah. Wow. It from what I've heard, it it
0: doesn't seem like D'Lo and the rest of Minnesota are meshing very well right now.
3: I think, it's better for that.
0: I think it's better for both. I think it's better for both. D gets to a new environment and you get D out of your locker room.
3: Yep. Um Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not sure what moves this. Yeah.
1: I have heard um Jay Crowder. I've, yeah, I've heard Jay Crowder, but I have heard um Grayson Allen being linked as one of the players that they could possibly trade for acquiring someone.
0: So this goes, so back to the Rockets, Mm -hmm. this is kind of one of those teams I was talking about, Eric Gordon or Buddy Heald, like a shooter just coming in and spacing the floor. But now that I'm seeing Jay Crowder I realize I haven't talked about Jay Crowder much tonight, but he he wants out. He's, I mean, he sat out this whole season. Um, he's one of those players that for sure, I'm not going to say for sure, because I've seen dumber stuff happen, Yep. but he's one of those players that 100% should be moved by the deadline. Yep. And we'll get to that as we come up to the Phoenix Suns here in a minute. But, he would also fit really well alongside, um, Giannis, and that's,
3: yeah, he would be
1: a good box wing player.
0: Yeah. So, like, just add shooters or defenders and call it, or both, or both, which Day Crowder is. Yep. Um, supposedly, I I looked up Milwaukee's trade rumors while we're talking mm-hmm. so Milwaukee has actually offered four second round picks for Eric Gordon and for Crowder the offer is Jordan Noir Serge Ibaka, George Hill and a second rounder um, Graves, I can't, uh, I can't believe the
1: Rockets didn't accept that deal
0: honestly well, I as far as I know, I mean, it's still on the table. Um, right. And then Grayson Allen for Cam Reddish is being discussed, which I don't, that's not really. I,
1: I don't know if that's a, a move yeah. up or down.
0: Yeah, that's, I think it's a lateral move.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think that Cam Reddish has a higher ceiling. For sure. But I don't know if he's going to hit it. Um, yeah. Timberwolves. Timber Talked pups. About... What?
1: Timber pups. Timber pups.
0: Timber pups. Um, so, like I said, Delo unfollowed the Timberwolves on social media. Yeah. That's basically the same thing as requesting a trade. Um, yeah. They have been linked to Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry. Uh Bones Highland.
3: That's the first time I've heard that name today, too. I'm
0: not sure if he's going to get moved this trade deadline. Uh I don't the think there's I don't think there's a rush. No and I think that's why I haven't seen him linked to anyone, is he's probably someone that they're fielding offers on, but there's no reason to move him. So unless they're blown away, I don't think that... Sure. Now, the Nuggets are linked to Nas Reed, so, I mean, maybe there is a world where there's a package that's centered around Nas Reed and Bones Highland, but... I don't see
3: much of the point for that. Um,
0: So, yeah, Kyle Lowry, linked to the Timberwolves. D'Lo, linked to Miami. It just makes sense to me. It's a great trade. It would be a great trade. I just realized, you
1: know, it dawned on me that These rumors, they're basically, which I mean, I guess I get because they don't really have any other option, but they're committing to getting this thing right, even though it's probably a lost cause.
3: I. I don't know, (laughs) probably a lost cause, bro.
0: The thing is, you really can't trade Gobert, right? not for what you gave up. Right. Like you you can't and on the flip side you really can't trade cat.
3: So are they
1: stuck in purgatory? Yes, and I love it. I feel bad for cat. So you're playing tournament appearances. I feel bad for cat. That's all I'm going to say. Um
0: I hope the Utah Jazz
1: eliminate them one year.
0: Uh, New York, Knicks. They have some interesting assets. Uh, We already talked about Cam Radish, Emmanuel Quickly. Yep. um, Evan Fournier. Yep. They've been linked to a few names. Uh, OG Ananobi, Sadiq Bay, Jay Crowder, Grayson Allen. We already talked about that one. And Kyle Kuzma. Yep. So of those, I'm really high on Sadiq Bay. Obviously, York, yeah. OG on an OB, you can plug him into any team. So it goes without saying yes. But it would cost, I think, an absurd amount to get OG. In New York, yeah.
3: Um, what are the Knicks trying to do? They saw a free agency work so well, they want to try their hand in the trade market? I don't...
0: I don't know what New York is trying to do.
1: I think New York is perpetually trying to compete and perpetually failing. So there's...
0: Have you ever seen the movie Soul?
1: No, I have not. So,
0: so it's a Disney Pixar movie. And... um, I forget the context of the scene, but it's... Essentially, they're in, like, an ethereal plane where they can interfere with reality, like not reality, life. And one of the characters is like, Oh, I've been messing with these guys forever. And it cuts to a scene of a basketball court and a player going for a dunk and missing. And in the movie, they name drop it as the Knicks and they lose again.
3: And it's just perfect. It, it fits.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Oh, hi, Austin. You've been quiet hi. tonight. Austin exists. Yeah.
1: Austin. Ben. Yes. Are the New York Knicks the Dallas Mavericks of the NBA? Or not the what? Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the Dallas, the Mavericks, Dallas, are the Dallas Mavericks of the NBA. The, the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA.
0: No. No? no. I think they're Tell the me. Texans. The Texans. Okay, so, Dallas Cowboys, they are America's team, right? They are America's team. They have probably, I don't follow football, the largest fan base in the NFL. They,
1: they are the team that is worth the most in the NFL. Right,
0: right. So, that would be the Lakers. The Lakers are the Cowboys of the NBA. But here's the thing. The Lakers win.
1: The Lakers win. Exactly. The, the well, Cowboys
0: the have the
1: perpetually have win. the the Cowboys perpetually have championship aspirations, sometimes have good seasons, but always fall short.
0: Is that does that not sound like I just described the Knicks? Honest no. Honestly, no? It, that that sounds more like the uh Clippers. The Clippers.
3: I'd rather be the next. I,
0: I would rather be the next as well. Hope I can say that. Um. So Orlando Magic, uh, Mo Bamba, Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, and RJ Hampton are players that they're listening to offers on. Um, Fred Van Vliet is a player they've been linked to. Vucevic has said he wants to go back to Orlando to finish his career. So, it can be like the third string center because they have like four of them. I mean, if they're trading Mobamba, then they only have three of them. Uh huh. Look, so I'm on? not saying, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going down my notes. Leave uh-huh. me alone. Uh-huh.
3: Um, yeah. Uh, okay.
0: So, Fred Van Fleet, do they have the assets with Mobamba, Gary Harris, Turns, Ross, RJ Hampton?
1: They have the assets for just about anyone.
0: Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they're not linked to more players because, again, O.G. Ananobi, John Collins, um, there's there's talent out there. Seventy Sixers are one of those teams that is going to be a buyer or needs to be a buyer. Yeah, but they because not. if James
1: Harden, if this is going to be James Harden last hurrah, they better hope they can get a championship run
0: out of it. Here's the interesting thing: is on my notes. I couldn't find a player they were linked to. <laughs> They're just running with it and, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. No, so the only players I could find were, hilariously, Nerlens Noel, Okay. And Nas Reed. Nas Reed. They want a backup center because Joel Embiid and health don't exactly mix.
1: They don't? You're not but... wrong?
0: I would go for more of a Eric Gordon Buddy Hield Some spot up shooters. Yeah, someone that's at flames or and I well Eric Gordon and Buddy Hield both can also create their own shot. They don't necessarily need to be a spot up shooter. Yeah. Um Phoenix is really interesting because the
3: sale finalizes
0: just before the trade deadline. Do you expect this new ownership to be incredibly aggressive at the deadline? Because we know they've got pieces to move. DeAndre Ayton is a big one. Um, There was the report that they finally realized what the rest of us realized a long time ago, that Chris Paul is starting to regress. Um, I
1: saw that report, and I chuckled. I think I said in the chat.
0: You did. Um... They've been linked to OG Ananobi, Kyle Kuzma, Jalen McDaniels, Terry Rozier, Emmanuel Quickly, Fred VanVleet. We also know Jay Crowder will be traded. Do you think Jay Crowder will be the only piece they move?
3: I think
1: here's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to move Jay Crowder because what other choice do they have? And then I think they're gonna try and see where they're at, and then it's not gonna go too hot, and then we'll see Aiden moved, maybe in the off season, maybe after it's too late. We'll see.
0: Well, looking through the rest of my notes, they're actually, I should have ranked these based on like entertainment value, because yeah, as we're getting to the end, there's not really. Like Utah Jazz are going to be sellers. We know that. Yeah. Um, they're going to try. More watchers linked to Aiton, Turner, Hurdle, McDaniel. We know they're going to be buying or trying to, but they're also trying to buy without trying to lose anything.
3: Yeah.
0: So, I, I'm confident that the rest of this list is not good, so we're going to end it there with that. Okay, So, fair. so let's talk about the real secret title yeah. of the video. Yes. Sell me oh, on the yeah. Cornette contest.
1: Listen, I am not that tall, so I cannot speak for its legitimacy. But, Cornette seems to do it and Chris Stapps is starting to do it. They seem to think it has it has results. And their argument is that the idea isn't necessarily to contest the shot per se, but to contest the shooter's vision of the rim. That's the logic behind it. I honestly would want numbers on it to see how exactly well or not well people are shooting when they are being cornet contested. But... Not gonna be that high. If, if there is a future where we see Victor Wememnata, Wem- Cornette that contesting... I was so close. I, I know. I was, I'm terrible with names. I'm sorry. But if there is a future where we see Victor Cornet contesting, I will, I will be happy. I will be a happy, happy man.
0: It'll give me all the joy. Here's the thing. I think it would be effective in like high school and college Uh but in the nba you don't adjust your shot while you're in the air you you know where the rim is the rim doesn't move if someone is 10 feet away from you jumping straight up to block your view of the rim you know where the rim is that's basically a wide open shot unless it's Close enough to alter the release point. Uh-huh. I, I just I
1: don't see a value to it. So how do you think 2K would implement Cornet contest into their game?
0: Poorly, <laughs> and it wouldn't get fixed for like 12 games. And... Do you think it would be OP
1: and people would
0: just not be able oh, to shoot? Yes. They would... <laughs> do you remember the days? When you could just jump with your center and snatch the ball out of the midair, you still yeah. can if you've got takeover. It would be like that. No, I'm talking about like when, like, if your player, your friend shoots it, you could just jump up and grab it out of the air. Oh yeah, I think that's how it would go. Yeah, they they would break it. It would be horrible, and then they wouldn't fix it. And then like in five games, they'd be like, new feature, we fixed it. And then it would break again. But that's it's 2K. We can't even sign players to contract extensions. And okay. we haven't been able to. Okay. Okay.
1: Let's say we get numbers on the Cornette contest. Mm-hmm. And they had to implement it in 2K. Is Cornette contesting wide open, open, a yellow contest, or a red contest to you? What
0: should it be if it would like, be? Yes. Okay, so if we get numbers and it's actually something that they would implement, yellow. Yellow contest? That's a tough hit. So... 2K, that's a tough hit. My reason, like... My guess is if the numbers came out and showed it that it was in any way effective, it would be against players like DeMar DeRozan shooting a three, right? So... I, I it's not gonna affect the Steph Curries of the world. It's not gonna affect the shooters. It's just not because there's nothing there that's forcing them to change their shot. There's sure, a reason why good. these there's a reason why these players can go out, look at the rim, put a blindfold on, and shoot free throws because it's all mechanical. They've shot that shot, whatever shot they're taking, thousands of times. Yep. 100%. If you are leaving them wide open And all you're doing is after they've initiated their shot. So, because you're not just like randomly jumping straight up and down, right? You're only doing it when the opponent is shooting. So they're already in the air. Their brain has already done the calculations that where the rim is and how to shoot. At that point, it doesn't matter.
1: You think there is a psychological effect where it looks so ridiculous that. It's funny to them, and that is affecting their shot.
0: No. No? No. I think, if anything, if it's going to affect their shot in any way, it's going to be a, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> I don't think it's funny. I, I don't think it's ridiculous. I think it's just pointless. I think it's stupid. So, yeah. Need hard numbers on Cornet contest. I'm sure they will exist by the end of the season. Stat Muse is a wonderful little program. Um, Yeah, Stat Muse. I will read them live on air. Please do. Well, it won't be live. It'll be recorded. Yeah, Uh, but I will read them on air.
3: So, I don't know. That's all I got for tonight. You
1: got anything to add? I'm good. What about Austin? The silent assassin over there. Yeah, he's been real quiet
0: tonight. Yeah, hey, yes. All good.
1: He's like, I'm all good. I'm well, chilling.
0: Follow us on the socials. Leave a comment, like, subscribe, all those things. And we will see you after the trade deadline.
3: I have one what final have thing to one? say.
1: What was that? Is it just my car, or is this just an Ohio thing? D- has, in the last week or so, your windshield's frozen over so bad that they freeze on the inside and the outside?
0: That's totally super normal. And you're asking the guy in Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Ours is, gets too it, humid where it fogs up. That sounds horrible. a wipe it away. Um... <laughs> so wait before we what day is February second, right now. I know that. <laughs> okay, so the trade deadline. Be, day. The the trade deadline will be the day we record the next episode, so that's perfect. So Perfect. We will have our reaction slash how wrong we were on the Sunday after. So we will see you guys next week.
3: Adios.